I did reach out to Jay Rothman, who is the president of the Universities of Wisconsin. I would like very much to hear from him. So we will, at least in a couple of weeks, he's doing a press club forum that I'll be a part of. So we'll, we'll hear from him eventually. He, you know he wants to talk about like a million other things. <laughs> oh, no, we're talking about <laughs> and this. this is the only thing that he's going to hear about. I feel like we had really great chemistry. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 612 on this Wednesday morning, July 3rd, 2024. July, January 3rd. It was a J month. It's warm enough. <laughs> yeah, right. it feel like Feeling July? it. Actually, it got it's low temp off. down to 22 tonight. Yeah, it's cooled off. So you want a little bit more on Porny McChancellor? Ah, the UW lacrosse guy. Okay. <laughs> is that a good name for him or no? Is that <laughs> I love it. That's we, all, the name, we all know who you're referring to. That's the to. name on this show anyway. The now former head there it is. at UW lacrosse. Lucky guy. That's all I'll say. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Got fired last week in a unanimous decision by the UW Board of Regents when it was discovered that he and his wife were openly promoting porn stars, porn sites, and themselves appeared in a pornographic video posted online. Videos. We're thrilled to have the one and only Will Pounder on our show. Videos? Oh, it was more than just the one are videos that they are in? Of them. Yes. Those are the ones that are on Pornhub. That's yeah. different than the cooking show. <laughs> yes, quite different. Yes. So Dr. Joe Gow continues to talk to pretty much anybody who will listen to him, which he confirms my suspicion that going public with all this just months to go in his duties as chancellor. Remember, he previously said he was going to resign at the end of this academic year. And become a, a professor. Right. He still has like a faculty position. Yeah, faculty. Um, yes. At UW Lacrosse. So he was going to give up the, the chancellor role anyway. He knew that if he wanted to pursue a career in porn, which I think is his true passion, clearly, or porn-adjacent video production or whatever they're doing with their cooking Something show. Something with food, right? yeah. That getting fired from a high-profile job would be just what he needed to boost that effort, to get all this attention. Because otherwise, you're just a guy. So you're, you're saying... You're just some guy. You're saying that if he didn't make all this attention and make all this yeah. noise and get fired from UW... No one would be paying attention or watching their videos. He's just lost in the sea of porn that's otherwise available. <laughs> so do we know, though, speaking of that sea, do we know have the views gone up? So you- I've been k- keeping track of this last couple of days. I remember when we first looked at that, uh, what is it, healthy, sexy couple or happy, yeah. sexy couple. These Close are the, enough. These yeah. are the cooking videos where they also interview porn stars. Um, there were, when we first looked, about eight to 10,000 views on some of those. Okay. He's got one that's up to 40,000 views now. <laughs> All right. Exactly what he intended. Gao talked with us here on Wisconsin's Morning News day after he got fired. Nobody is forcing anybody to read anything or watch anything they don't want to. So you, you have to be interested in this kind of material to go out and find sure. it. So it, it really is, you know, kind of... Uh, I, I, I don't know what people are objecting to. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear what people are upset Smart about. Smart guy here. I think that response is disingenuous. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. Knew people would be outraged. Knew he was going to get fired. Knew that would raise the profile of the content. The cooking show with porn stars continues to blow up in the views, as we said. Again, if he were just a guy, this is he's just a guy. Mm. How do you get more views? How do you get more things? Controversy. 
So what do we expect to happen next? So I don't, Journal Sentinel spent three hours with him. Yeah, it was a great piece. Kelly Meyerhofer, if you want to look it up on JS Online, um, had some interesting stuff in there, how they f- got their start, and how they decided, you know, lately to become more public about this, even talking with the Board of Regents. Now, what I still don't know is what's the timeline. Did he tell them? Because he did meet with them about a week before he got fired, according to this article. Did hey, he tell them? Hey, check this out. Check just, out this video. Just want to make you aware of something else that I've been working on. <laughs> Some other art. Or did it get reported to them? Whatever. I did reach out to Jay Rothman, who is the president of the Universities of Wisconsin. I would like very much to hear from him. So we will at least in a couple of weeks. He's doing a press club forum that I'll be a part of. So we'll, we'll hear from him eventually. <laughs> he, you know he wants to talk about like a million other things. <laughs> oh, no. We're talking about <laughs> and this. And this is the only thing that he's going to hear about. I feel like we had really great Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After a week 17 beatdown of the Vikings in Minnesota, the Green Bay Packers, believe it or not, are just one win away from clinching a spot in the upcoming playoffs. Head coach Matt LaFleur doing his best to keep things in perspective for his team. We also understand what we have in front of us, and it really means nothing unless we take care of business next week. And in Lambeau, we were in a similar situation a year ago and and couldn't get it done. So um, we know it's going to be a tremendous challenge. I think Chicago is as improved as any team when you look at them from week one to where they are now. The 8-8 eight eight Packers will hit the practice field later today and will look to get about as healthy as they can before that Week 18 clash with their arch rival, the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of factors coming into it, but, you know, this whole team's focused on just making sure we get that win and moving on because uh, we know exactly what's in front of us and we're trying, to, we're trying to get in the playoffs. So, you know, I don't think any of those things were too much for us. Kickoff is set for 325 on Sunday afternoon in Green Bay. Over to the NBA, where the Milwaukee Bucks are in Indiana tonight to face off with the Pacers once again. The Bucks' last loss came on Monday night against that same team, and Indiana presented a different way of defending Giannis, including double-teaming and even sometimes triple-teaming the two-time MVP, something head coach Adrian Griffin doesn't mind. I love this because this gets us ready. You know, this is how teams are going to play, especially in the playoffs. They're going to double-team them, triple-team them. So uh, gives us always gives us the opportunity to get better, and, and it's something we, we work on religiously. Uh, I, I thought, you know, Giannis had a triple-double. You know, we are accustomed to teams playing that way. When you turn it over, it just gets a little bit magnified. But for the most part, man, we, we were making some really good plays when they were double as far as some injury news for the Bucks, they could be without Chris Middleton tonight as he was added to the injury report with a sprained left wrist he suffered in that Monday night loss. His status is listed as questionable. Tip-off tonight is set for 6 p.m. And lastly, a big night for Badgers basketball as Tyler Wall scored a season-high 19 points. Stephen Crowell added a double-double. And A.J. Storr added 16 points as the number 21-ranked Wisconsin Badgers Beat Iowa 83 to 72 on Tuesday night. Went on the right baseline. Perkins had it stripped away. Hepburn up ahead. Leads to score. Another jam for AJ. The call there on the Big Ten Network as the Badgers with the win not only win their third straight game, they also improved to 10 and 3 overall with the win and 2 and 0 in conference play. 
Next up for Great Guard Squad is a matchup Saturday afternoon against Nebraska. Let's go, Bucky. A little unexpected. Good start nice. for them. Yeah. We'll take it. Good 621 start. on Wisconsin's Morning News. On this Wednesday morning, Wisconsin's Morning News, as of this moment, possible court action looming, but former President Donald Trump will appear on the primary ballot here in Wisconsin. Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Asa Hutchison, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Donald Trump. So that from a meeting of the Presidential Preference Selection Committee on Tuesday. I think the bigger story long. is that Asa Hutchinson is, right. <laughs> is on so the primary For all of you clamoring to vote for him, uh, that you will have that opportunity yeah. here in Wisconsin. But you recall, we, we were watching this because of a complaint that was filed with the Wisconsin Election Commission seeking to bar the former president from appearing on the ballot. The commission dismissed that complaint, citing the process that did, in fact, play out Tuesday, saying it doesn't really have a role in deciding these matters. That comes from the parties. They tell us who they want on the ballot, and that's who we put on there. Now, Kirk Bankstead, we mentioned him as well. He's the owner of Manaqua Brewing and an organizer of a super PAC that supports Democrats. He filed that complaint and does indicate that he is considering court action, so trying to sue to keep Trump off the ballot in the April 2nd presidential preference vote. No suit filed yet, but so a court process could still be looming. Sure. And then you just mentioned earlier what's playing out in Maine, Colorado also. Mm -hmm. uh, The high court there in Colorado saying that uh, President Trump will not appear on the primary ballot there. None of those things are done yet or written in stone because there are appeals and other processes that can still play out. But at least here in Wisconsin, that's where we are right now on this date. (laughs) So you have that. Whether or not Bankstead does in fact file that lawsuit whether or not he goes through, whether or not that gets up to the state Supreme Court, newly 4-3 liberal majority, how that all plays out, uncertain in the days to come. But that's where we stand on this date, January 3rd. Not that it wasn't before, but Bucks and Pacers really becoming a nice rivalry. Yeah, mm. And they go at it again tonight. Brandon Snide looks ahead in sports at 645. So the identity of dozens or scores of people linked to Jeffrey Epstein are expected to be revealed. Could happen at any time. Still waiting to find out when that will be. You're predicting, what, a Friday afternoon I dump? Want, would it be? But you'd have to be somebody who's motivated to try to keep it you know, out of the news cycle. The expected revelations in a trove of court documents come more than four years after Epstein, a convicted sex offender, uh, died in jail while waiting federal sex trafficking charges. So Aaron Rodgers thinks he knows who's going to be on the list, telling Pat McAfee on ESPN. A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't happen. (laughs) So What's going on here? Why in the world would uh, would Rogers throw Kimmel on the list? All right, obviously a clip from this particular program was run on Jimmy Kimmel's show. Uh, whenever Aaron brought up the the list, and then Jimmy mocked him for it, mm-hmm. Aaron has not forgotten about that. Yeah. So basically, what had happened earlier the, uh, last year, Kimmel ripped Rogers for claiming that the UFO chatter that had been out there. You know, we are learning more about potential UFOs that had been out there and. The authorities questioning some of that in the Pentagon dealing with that. He said that that was in the news in order to distract us from the Epstein story and the Epstein list. And Kimmel ripped him for it. Might be time to revisit that concussion protocol, Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway. So, yeah. So he says Kimmel is going to be on the Epstein list. Kimmel goes on to social media and says, dear (laughs) a-hole. Good start. Yeah. (laughs) For the record, I've not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list 
other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft-brained wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Then he went on to say, your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up and we'll debate the facts further in court. In court. I'll see you in court. Yeah, it's so the adult a, version of let's meet at the bike racks and figure this out after <laughs> school. Dropped a, a legal threat there at the end. I, you know, could you argue that Rogers escalated it to a point where it could be legit damaging? Or was it no. very clear, if you know all the backstory, that he was just taking his shot? I mean, I, I, there's no. Oh, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel doesn't want that list to come out. Like, you know, like, <laughs> sounded to me like he was joking. But Bakhtiari not he... is like, I remember Bakhtiari posted about something about Kimmel being on the list too way back when. So I, there's clearly a rift there. We'll find out, I guess, at some point. 639 in Wisconsin's morning news. Keep. Six forty-three, Wisconsin's morning news. Starting to hear a little bit more from Gypsy Rose Blanchard herself. Six hours more, if you need it. New documentary called Gypsy's Story: The Prison Confessions of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. This is a lifetime doc. The previews are out now. I don't think it's dropped yet. I don't know. Do they stream that, or does that go on their cable channel, or what? Oh, I'm sure it'll be in, everywhere. All for, places yeah, you want to see and it. Yes, streamed. Yes, so you can. Download that. So we mentioned this last week as uh, this story was unfolding, but uh, again, a lot of folks don't really pay attention to the news cycle in that week in between Christmas and New Year's. Gypsy Rose was convicted of helping her then-boyfriend kill her mother. She and he were arrested when they fled to his family home in Big Bend, Wisconsin, eight years ago. So this huge national story that became bigger as Hulu did a follow-up and all sorts of things like that um, had it. Pretty dramatic conclusion to some degree right here in southeast Wisconsin. Gypsy has now made parole. She is out of prison. ABC's Andrew Dimbert. Gypsy says her mother abused her from an early age, forcing her to have as many as 30 surgeries she didn't need. All part of a scheme to have Gypsy appear terminally ill to receive charitable donations, including a house and trips. The first time I tried to run away... She chained me to the bed. Since being released, she's gained millions of followers on social media. Now, Gypsy says she's spending time with family, including her new husband. They married in prison. She says she wanted to attend the Kansas City Chiefs game last weekend, but reportedly had to miss it amid concerns about security due to her popularity. Still, Gypsy says she's excited to live a life of freedom. I'm finally free. And she's sharing a lot of that life. She's got a big online presence now. She's on TikTok. She's on Instagram. She's posting different things about her family and her home. Um, This, the most recent from New Year's Eve, this was on uh, Gypsy Rose Blanchard's TikTok. Um, I have my dad and my stepmom, Christy, here, and, of course, my husband. Um, So we're looking to bring in the new year together. It's going to be really awesome to have some family time after so long. So to everyone watching, happy New Year's Eve. So she is out there big time on the, on the social. It's a brilliant move. Well, and you know, this is how you know it, it permeates and it has a wider audience. And maybe it's largely because of social. Maybe it's because of the Hulu thing and the streaming. Mm-hmm. But my daughter, who is 18, she's like, Dad, did you hear about Gypsy Rose? She's out. They let her out. I'm like, Knows you, everything. I'm like, her. what do you know about like somebody? I'm, I'm thinking I'm news. What? Why are you plugged into the news cycle here in Southeast Wisconsin? Yeah. No, it wasn't about that. It was about everything that she'd seen in these other spaces. So young people were super captivated by her story. You know, they see her as a victim of her mom, and while she has expressed remorse about how she handled it, I think that's one of the reasons that her release is now being yeah. celebrated. She comes off as sympathetic, yeah, for sure. Six forty-five on Wisconsin's morning news. Sports next with Brandon. 
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Bucks are back in action tonight in Indiana to face off with the Pacers once again. The Bucks could be without Chris Middleton as he was added to the injury report with a sprained left wrist he suffered on Monday night. His status is listed now as questionable. Tip-off tonight set for 6 p.m. Sad news out of Green Bay as former center Ken Bowman, who played for the Packers, from 1964 to 1973, he was a part of three consecutive championship teams. He has passed away. He was 81 years old. And lastly, the number 21-ranked Wisconsin Badgers beat Iowa 83-72 to on Tuesday night for their third straight win to improve to 10-3 and on their season. Next up for Bucky Badger is a matchup with Nebraska on Saturday. It's time for Extra Points, a sports opinion commentary on Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's Brendan Snide. It has been quite the season for the Green Bay Packers, who are now just one win away from accomplishing something they were unable to do just a season ago. After the Packers decided to move on from the four-time MVP when Brian Gunnikins decided to make the biggest decision of the offseason and trade away that set MVP, while also moving on to another former first-round draft pick, an unproven guy in the name of Jordan Love. Fast forward to today and with one game left on the schedule, this Packers young and ascending offense is sitting in a place where the haters could never imagine. As far as Love, his individual season, frankly, is one that needs to be discussed more both locally as well as nationally. Look, filling the shadows of guys like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers is one thing, but rising to the numbers those two couldn't do in their first year starting is a whole other dimension. Since week 11, Love has emerged as arguably the league's best passer. Over that stretch, he sits at 16 passing touchdowns, which is good enough to land him at number one. Only one interception, also the fewest. And according to Pro Football Focused, is the second highest graded passer at 88.8. Keep in mind, doing all of this while his starting left tackle has only played one game. Aaron Jones, his top running back, has missed multiple weeks, as well as his top pass catcher in Christian Watson. As it stands now, Love will likely surpass over 4,000 passing yards on the season, and not one receiver for the Packers will be over 1,000 yards. In other words, the once highly criticized quarterback, who many said was not good before he even took a meaningful snap, should now be in your discussion when it comes to the league's top individual honor, the Most Valuable Player Award. Yes, I said it, and I meant every word of it, and everyone needs to start to realize it. He's good. He's really, really, really good. Like it or not, Jordan Love's name belongs in the conversation as one of the league's most valuable players. on Wisconsin's Morning News. It took longer than one, but not that long for this to happen. Now there are two that are out. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. That is Elise Stefanik, the New York Congresswoman, asking the Harvard then-President Claudine Gay about the anti-Semitic remarks and the genocide remarks that were coming out of Harvard Now, weeks after that uncomfortable congressional hearing, where the follow-up question, I believe, is under what context? Right. (laughs) Gay is now stepping down amid accusations of plagiarism and for the criticism of that hearing. In a statement, Gay saying she resigned, quote, so that our community can navigate this moment of extraordinary challenge with a focus on the institution rather than any individual. 
Gay was one of the three top university presidents who came under fire over their statements to members of Congress who said those leaders were not doing enough to combat anti-Semitism. ABC's Selena Wong there. So, yes, yeah, she also... Um the, the calls for her resignation grew even stronger after accusations of plagiarism emerged, several, multiple allegations of, of either not using quotations or moving quotations in some of her work and in some of her citations or whatnot. And this is more than ticky-tack stuff. Which, right, yeah. In fairness, Correct. at Harvard, if you get the ticky-tack stuff wrong, that's just that's as bad as anything wrong. else anyway. Right, right. right. So uh, those on campus, how are they reacting? She's someone who, under oath 17 times, refused to call out the, the extermination of the Jewish people. Shabbos Kestenbaum is a Harvard student. I hope that this can be a moment of unity where we can come together and declare quite explicitly that all forms of hatred and oppression are not tolerated at Harvard or any institution of higher learning. Now, there are also hundreds of Harvard faculty members and alumni who had urged the school's governing body to protect her and to resist the political pressures of having to fire gay. And an op-ed from Bernie Steinberg, he's the former executive director of Harvard Hillel, so this is a group that, a Jewish community group there at Harvard. He wrote that the anti-Semitism is being falsely equated with criticism of Israel's deeply unpopular policies with regard to Palestine. So there's a difference between being anti-Semitic and being upset with how Israel is handling a war. So where does it go from here? Well, she's down. So who's next? Stefanik responding to the news of Gay's resignation. The congressman saying, okay, two down. She's obviously referring to the MIT president, Sally Kornbluth, who is Jewish and as of now has said that she wasn't going to step down or at least has not indicated that she was going to. She did not issue a formal apology after the controversial hearing on Capitol Hill. In fact, MIT's governing board swiftly issued a statement after her testimony supporting her, saying that she's done excellent work in leading the community, including in addressing anti-Semitism. You know, I think if where they ran into trouble is if if your stand is we let all speech stand on this campus so you can say hateful, terrible stuff about whoever you want and we defend that as free speech and you have a record of that, then, OK, people can debate whether or not that should be your standard, but at least you're consistent. I think one of the arguments was. Boy, certain kinds of speech is condemned as hate speech. You want to throw people out. You want to cancel people for this, that, or the other yeah. thing. But then over here, that's okay. That we need to be careful about not trampling on people's free speech rights. You have a right to suggest that genocide against a people is okay. And you're kind of, you know, <laughs> waffling on that. Mm. Whereas in these other things, you've come out and soundly rejected hate speech and this kind of stuff. You know, if, if there were a consistency there, at least that would make that debate sure. somewhat more difficult to have. A very short stint for Claudine Gay. Six months on the job, took over in July. The shortest tenure of any university president at Harvard since the 1600s.